Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard, and you're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Angel M. Savoy. Angel M. Savoy has been married to her husband, Jonathan, for 15 years. She has three beautiful daughters and one grandson. She was born and raised in Beaumont, Texas. Angel is a best-selling author and runs a meal prep business. She is a certified relationship and accountability coach. Welcome to the podcast, Angel. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So just so people can get to know you, uh, tell us a little bit about you, where you grew up, how you started out, and you know how you got to be doing what you're doing now. Absolutely. Well, I am born and raised here in Beaumont, Texas. Been trying to get out of Beaumont for about five years, uh, <laughs> but God is telling me to stay here. I have an assignment to complete, so I have to be obedient to that as much as I don't necessarily agree with it. Obedience is better than sacrifice, so I'm staying put. Um, I uh, have been married. Me and my husband actually just celebrated 15 years married on Monday, uh, which is also his, <laughs> thank you, thank you, which is also his late mother's birthday. Um, my businesses are all so unique. They all started different. My husband actually, when me and him start dating, uh, I am five years older than him. So uh, on our initial date, all he talked about was owning his own business. And at, he was 19, I was 24. It sounds so crazy now saying that out loud. But um, that's all he talked about, that he wanted to be an entrepreneur. And honestly, I had never even considered it. My mom was an RN. My dad was an electrician. They made an honest living. Uh, you know, we grew up pretty privileged. So I always thought that that was the way you work and you go to school. And, you know, so hearing him speak of entrepreneurship, I was kind of like, what? So he actually started his business first uh, about 10 years ago on Time Tire. Uh, we have an emergency roadside company uh, here in Beaumont and we service all over the place. And so after a while, I remember going to eat lunch with my daughter once and she made the comment, I don't like your job. You can't come sit with me as much as daddy does. Daddy comes eat with me all the time. And I was like, oh God, you know, never knowing that they felt that way. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, I have to work. And she was like, you should quit and just start working for yourself. And of course they don't understand, you know, how all that works. So I was just like, okay, well, I'll just go quit tomorrow. Yeah, right, you know, so, um. I started the meal prep company actually first. Uh, I was very overweight. I'm only five foot three and I weighed in close to 230 pounds, um, which was the heaviest I had ever been in my life. I was an athlete all through school. I was in the band. I mean, I was always so active. So I had never actually carried that much weight. So um, I, I got into like trying to do like Weight Watchers and all these things and I would always read the labels and it would freak me out the sodium and the carbs. And I was just like, Oh my God. So I really started just having to research uh, body types and all kinds of things. So I found out I'm an endomorph, what people would call an endomorph. And for endomorphs, actually carbs are not good for us. So I really got into learning and, you know, learning how to prepare stuff and, uh, there's a meal prep company here that was very expensive. And I was just like, oh my God, lunch for a week is like a hundred bucks. Like it was just, it was bananas. So I started prepping at home for myself. I started really researching salt, the dangers of white salt, just all kinds of stuff. And 
before you knew it, I started prepping for myself. I looked up and I was 71 pounds lighter. So I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, oh my God, I'm back to my high school weight. It was banana. So, you know, everything usually starts with a photo. You know, I took a photo of what I was eating one day and then somebody said, hey, you ever thought of opening a meal prep company? And I was like, hell no, that's time consuming. <laughs> like it takes me hours to prep for me. I couldn't imagine. And before you knew it, the you know, everybody was just like, oh my God, you look great. What were you doing? What's the secret? And I'm like, it is no secret. It was all in the food. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how that started. As the messages kept coming, I saw a demand for it. So you supply as an entrepreneur, <laughs> you learn to supply. So Fit and Flavorful was born about four years ago. And then, you know, when you have that feeling like you're just not done, you know, and as much as I enjoy cooking and doing all that, I've always had an issue with my mouth. Everybody always like, you talk too much. You talk absolutely (laughs) too much. You literally never shut up because I have this thing with awkward silences. So uh, I was like, it's something else I'm supposed to be doing. I just couldn't put my finger on it. Um, And so uh, I am spiritual. I do have a relationship with God. And I do know that God will send angels like just to give you a word to lay stuff on your heart. And I remember going through a very, oh my God, such a rough patch in my marriage. And uh, that was the first time I had actually considered wanting out. Um, And I was talking to a friend. uh, I was like, literally, I was having a meltdown, you know, Mm -hmm. because as women, we're like, we're strong. We can carry home. We can take care of our husbands. We work. And I was like falling apart. Um, just due to things that my husband and I allowed in our marriage, just, we had just got to a really disrespectful place, a really emotionally abusive place. Um, and I was having a meltdown and I just remember calling my friend. I didn't even have words. I think when I called her, I just cried and I'm the strong friend. I'm the friend everybody comes to. So she just, she was like, get it out, get it out. I don't know what's going on, but you know what, you needed this, whatever this is. And so she prayed with me and she basically let me know that uh, I had too much pride. I was holding on to issues and I wasn't being transparent uh, and that was causing the pain. She was like, when you start opening up, she was like, this is not me telling you to do this. You're blocking what God is trying to use you for. She was like, you have to be transparent you have to tell the truth. And I was just like, but I don't, it's too much. You know, I've been married for so long. I don't want to go back. And she was like, okay, or you can keep having meltdowns in your car. You know, (laughs) (laughs) she was like, do what you want to do. So, um, I, it's like, I was satisfied with her answer, but you know how you just kind of want a confirmation. So I ended up hanging up with her and I called another friend that's very spiritual as well. And she was just like, um, listen, you are not a victim. I don't want to hear this. Uh, You have a calling on your life and you have to be honest with people. And I was like, oh God. So like back to back, I just got told the same thing. But she said something different from the first one. She said, you're an author. She said, when you do what God tells you to do, you're going to see the doors open for you, but you have an issue with pride. And I was just like, an author? I don't even, it takes me 
a month to read a book. Me? I'm going to be an author? So she was like, yes, you actually are going to be a best-selling author and you're going to write several books. And I was just like, that's crazy. So uh, seriously, like five months after that, I got a phone call off based off a Facebook post and a publicist was like, hey, I need to interview you. I think you have an amazing story to tell. Me and her talked and and birthed out when the soul cries. So uh, I was always like, well, I don't have a story. I don't have a lot to say. Even in that moment, I was still being very proud. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm not telling these people too much or nothing. Mm-hmm. And so when I put pen to paper, my God, my heart just fell out. Like I wrote, I wrote, I wrote. Um, and it was actually supposed to only be a 5,000 word story. And I ended up writing by hand 23,000 words. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> that is so much. <laughs> It was a lot. And she called me back. She was like, uh, miss, you didn't have a lot to say. You had a lot to say. And I was just like, wow. And once I did that, I mean, it felt amazing. I did not realize how much of that I held in from miscarriages. I've been pregnant six times. I have three children. Um, it was a lot you know, that I was carrying and I, me and my husband have survived infidelity. And a lot of times people assume it's always the man. It was actually both of us at one point of our marriage. Um, so finally just freeing myself of all of that, it was the most therapeutic thing. It felt like I sat in a therapist chair for 20 days and just let it go and so once it was out it was such a relief to just say you know what it was a lot of times that I wasn't okay um I didn't just even going back to my childhood just coming to the realization that I was raised in a toxic household um even though my parents are still married still together it was very toxic and that's where I learned a lot of my bad habits from and until I came to that realization Oh God, it was just a lot. So uh, I let my husband read it. And of course he was like, what is going on? <laughs> he was like, are you, are you going to tell all of that? And I was like, yes. I'm like, it's, it's time, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had already kind of prepared myself for the stairs and the, oh my God, we idled these people. We thought they were perfect. We we people have literally come to us for counsel. And now I have a book out basically telling them one part of my marriage was an open marriage. And it's like, what? Like, what? Mm-hmm. So the book signing was just literally, I just felt like everybody was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, where were we when all this was happening? And I was just like, you know what? And it was the scariest moment, but the most satisfying because I felt like I pleased God in that moment. I finally stopped being so prideful. I realized that the car conversations, even those were still being done in pride because I still didn't want anyone to know. So what God was trying to tell me was, you're going to release that pride and you're going to do it on a bigger scale than you think. I'm not going to let you talk to a therapist. I'm not going to let you talk to your friend. I'm going to make you talk to thousands. I'm going to make you talk to like just 
on a bigger scale globally. Mm-hmm. So the book, I mean, it it took off. It did amazing. I went on a 10 city tour with uh, myself and the Fearless Storytellers because it's an anthology. So it's 16 other authors in the book. Um, we went to the Essence Music Festival. We actually filmed a documentary just this past fall in Cape Cod. Uh, for the book. I mean, it just took a phenomenal turn. Um, Just the messages, the outpour, the women that actually came to me and was like, I wanted to talk to you for so long, but you seemed so perfect. And I just didn't think you could relate to me. And I was like, this is what this was all about. So Mm -hmm. it almost makes you feel bad in a way because you were, you, all these people that were in bondage and you had the key, so to speak. Uh, you never know who's watching. So it was phenomenal for women to come to me and say, oh, my marriage has been suffering. How did y'all come back? Uh, my husband cheated on me and I hate him. I don't want to sleep with him no more. How did you get over that? How did Jonathan get over you doing that? How did the trust? It was like an outpour of these people that were like just bleeding to death like just suffering in silence and nobody knew and I'm like oh my god I could have did this so long ago and freed so many people but I was so stuck on myself and what are they going to think when I say these things that I was missing the big picture um and for me it was never about a a perfect you know it wasn't that it's just I was private so it wasn't that I didn't have friends to talk to it's just that I was so private and I've almost felt like I didn't want to let them down with what they believed. So I just kept a lot to myself. So once the book came out, oh my God, I was just so free. I'm like, was that all I had to do was just <laughs> let it go? So once I did that, you know, we I rode that way for a couple of years and then finally a, a good friend of mine suggested, she was like, you should be a life coach. She was like, and I'm not talking about one of these people that just certify themselves. Mm -hmm. You need to go get the proper training. You need to get the blueprint. You need to Mm -hmm. set up shop. This is what I believe, you know, you're supposed to do. She was like, you're, you're so emotionally aware. She was like, um, you need to do it. So I looked into some, some certification, uh, classes and there it was right there. It was burst out. And, uh, I remember asking a few people to do testimonials for me, just people that I've helped throughout the years. And I mean, it was just amazing. They were like, for you, it's an honor, you know? So when you, (sighs) when you just, when you realize that you, sometimes we get in a place we don't think we're doing enough. So when you see these people that are so willing to serve you, to give you a good shout out to, you know, just pour into your business. I mean, mm-hmm. I have been, I've been blessed tremendously and I'm so not a crybaby, and I feel myself like about to like fall out right here, but just looking back on the support, um, it's, it's been incredible, you know, and just to tell my story and just to realize that I, that story and those stories just, freed so many people and now I walk around and it's so obvious to me when women are broken when men are broken and I want to just hug and help everybody but everybody is not there so it's a lot of people that don't even realize that they're broken or they have that 
that thing that I had. I'm strong. I can handle it. So they, they're not willing to let anybody in. So my goal now is just for those that are wanting it, you know, because of course you can't force it. Um, but if, if you just feel broken, if you feel alone, if you feel like you don't want to be judged by friends or that's the that's the person I'm trying to reach out to for to that woman that felt less of a woman because she had a miscarriage to that woman that forgave her husband because he had an indiscretion and your family judges you or your friends judge you. That's who I'm here for. Um, for that person that really thought that they were healed, but under the surface, they were so broken. That's what I'm here for. I just want to, God, I just want to love on them and just tell them you, I get it. I swear I get it. And it's another side. I believe that heal people, heal people. And I just, I just, I'm telling you, I just want to like, just grab them all and <laughs> just, just save them all. Because I remember that guilty feeling, that condemnation that, oh, mm-hmm. you know, like you just weren't good enough. And, you know, that feeling of, is this my life? Like, how did this become my life? Um, so I just, that is what I'm aiming to do now. I just want to help people. And I have clients all over the place, out of out of this city, out of the state, Florida, you name it, just all over the place. And it's my goal. And, you know, life coaching is confidential, you know, so it's not that anybody would ever know unless somebody just chose to share. So when I do get clients that decide to, hey, I'm going to shout this out on social media, I'm like, okay, that's on you. But, you know, I can't do that. Right. So when they do that, it's it's amazing to me. It warms my heart to hear people just say, because of you, I did X, Y, Z, or because of you, now I know it's okay to not be okay. Because of you, I'm taking the steps to heal. Because of you, I'm not jumping relationship to relationship. Because of you, I know that it's okay to forgive and forgive myself. People forget to do that. You know, they're so in a rush to, oh, I forgive you, but a lot of that stuff you got to let go in here first. So um, that pretty much sums up what, where I am. I, I am thinking about another book. I don't know right now. My clients keep me pretty busy on my meal prepping side and my life mm-hmm. coaching side. Um, so I, I can see another book maybe later in the works, but as of now, I'm just trying to heal the world and put some smiles on people's faces and, let them know that they can rewrite their story. Uh, like I said, I grew up in a toxic home, didn't know much about respect, uh, got married fresh out of high school. My first marriage um, was a divorce, a single mom, all that stuff. I was borderline narcissistic at one point until I just became so aware of who I was and, you know, literally uh, had a fall on my face moment, a cry out moment to God and was just like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I know that I'm not supposed to be doing any of this stuff and just don't throw me away yet moment. Mm-hmm. I had to have that moment. And once I surrendered that part, you know, he just, I mean, it's, it's been phenomenal. So what I angel spends the most of her time doing now is just trying to love on everybody and just get people healed. Let people know that somebody understands and, and get people healthy on the other side. So <laughs> Jack of all trades. <laughs> well. All I can say is amen, sister. You did so much teaching in your first introduction of yourself. So there's so much there. Yeah. People can pull from that. And, you know, as you were talking about, you know, the transparency and um, I was in a group once where we were challenged to stand in front of the room and 
tell everyone what our biggest secret was. And oh. you know what happened when you told your b biggest secret? It didn't have any power anymore. Right. There was no worry about someone finding out something. And most of the things were pretty tame. You know, they weren't, right. they weren't necessarily that bad, but to that person, Absolutely. they were horrible. You know, Absolutely. to them, Absolutely. to themselves, it was horrible. So transparency is so important. Of course, you don't want to go out and be transparent on social media and right. let the whole world say something. I mean, you right. did, you know, you were telling your story, but most of the time, that's not what we want to do. But we do want Absolutely. to at least be honest with ourselves and truthful with ourselves and truthful mm -hmm. with the people who are closest to us. Absolutely. That they can actually support and help us and love us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's a way to do it. I'm definitely not the type of PSA social media. However, I believe from a healing perspective or from a testimonial perspective that it's awesome. But for somebody to just like be bleeding out and then everybody's like, who is this crazy person? Yeah. That's totally different. But from a testimonial perspective, you know, and just a healing of, you know, trying to reel people in. I get it from that, but you're absolutely correct. That is, that is just not the, the social media, social media is full of broken people. So, you know, they just want to know that somebody is doing as bad as them. So that's absolutely not the place <laughs> to do it. I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah, that is true. And, you know, if, and I was thinking if you um, would have had maybe a coach, like you're coaching people, if you would have had somebody when you were younger who was doing what you're doing, how much easier the road would have been, you know, how much Absolutely. less guilt and shame and all the things that go along with that. Right. That's true. True. I believe for somebody that's a little bit more level-headed, Angel was a bit of a maverick. So I probably wouldn't have listened back then either. So. <laughs> I've always, I've learned everything the hard way. Like, I don't know. Now at this age, I'll be 40 next month. So of course now, in hindsight, I'm like, girl, you could have put yourself out of your own misery a long time ago. Uh -huh. But I was just such a rebel. You know, I just kind of did my own thing. That middle child syndrome, you know, no matter what mom and dad said, I was just like, you'll see, I'm going to go and do it anyway. <laughs> you know, I was just that kid that I don't know. So I probably would have had still, still a rocky road. I have to be honest and say, <laughs> probably would have still been just as tough because some stuff I was taught. And I still just, you know, I was just that kid, you know, and of course I birthed one of those and I'm like, I'm going to kill her. <laughs> and so now I get it. Cause she just, Jesus, she just does whatever. I'm like, this kid is crazy. And I'm wondering how many times my mom was thinking like, this girl is crazy. She doesn't listen. <laughs> my middle child is, is that child. 100%. I was going to say, when you're a grandparent, payback is sweet, isn't it? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, and I have a grandson. Now, he's too little to do anything quite yet. He's only seven months. My mm -hmm. oldest daughter is 21. Mm -hmm. uh, he's seven months old. And, oh, my God, he's just so precious. I can't even picture him just, oh, I just, I know he's going to go, you know, get bigger and cut up, but oh, he's so just, oh, he's so juicy. I love him. I just can't even see him being terrible twos and all that stuff yet. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They're wonderful. I have a, a granddaughter. She'll be two in September and 
there is nothing like a grandchild. There's just nothing like it. The kids were great, but the grandkids, you just get to play with them and enjoy them. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I can't wait till he's big enough to, you know, we can't really mess with it. He's He's pulling up. He's doing the pull-up thing, but he's not really, you know, he's not too mobile yet. So we still have to kind of tote him around and all that, but he's, oh, he's, he's, he's absolutely amazing. I never saw myself as being that person and I'll go on record and say I was pretty pissed off that you know I'm like what are you doing I'm 39 years old like don't have a baby you know but she, she's been married for two years she she left straight out of high school and she was like I'm gonna go live my life so she has done everything the right way um she's she was married well before baby and all that good stuff so I am proud on that level uh, but I definitely was like, what are you like? I had her at 19. So I was like, I don't, I didn't want you to be a mom at 21. Like, you know, and she was just like, well, mom, you know, hey, what can you do? I'm like, oh, okay. But I, and I was like, I'm not keeping him. You know, I gave her that whole speech. You're going to feel it. And now I'm like, are y'all going anywhere? Yes. <laughs> can you come over? <laughs> Bring the baby. Yeah. I love him. I love him so much. So I think we're already talking about that. Let's talk about relationships. So you went through a rocky time where, you know, you were together with your husband, then you were kind of going in your separate ways. And then I'm guessing you're back together now. Yeah, we actually never parted. I have never, ever in 16 years slept in the bed without that man, even through the crazy stuff. We were in this same household. We gutted it out. Um, a lot of our stuff was self-inflicted, though. It was, you know, just definitely that open marriage stuff. God had absolutely nothing to do with that. Um, and again, I always have to be thankful for just the chance to repent and grace, just mercy, because, Lord, I would have went to hell, period. You know, he had nothing to do with that. Um, so that period, and that was all very early on, the first, like, three or four years, um, of our marriage, but it definitely took an emotional toll kind of later down the line, um, especially just with trust and, you know, just the manipulation that was kind of into it, even though it was open, we started finding out other little secrets, you know, like he had a secret phone and I was secretly talking to this other guy that wasn't open. And it got to this point. It was, it was literally like a moment when I was like, what are we doing? what are we doing? There is no vows that support this, like on no level whatsoever. And we're both God-fearing people. So it was quite a shock. Even when I first wrote that down, I had a moment when I was almost about to scratch that out. I'm like, I'm not talking about that. Um, but it's all part of it. Because again, I need people to know you can come back. You can come back. So yeah, we did. We went through a lot of turmoil um, it definitely had a, a huge effect on my husband down the line. Uh, when we, I was like, oh, we're great. Oh, we finally made it. And then he would have this moment where he would get triggered and it was like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. So I realized that it affected him a lot more than it affected me. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of that had to do with how we were both raised. I grew up again in a toxic environment where certain things were kind of normal. I know that they're not normal, but it was almost normalized. So for me, I was like, what's his problem? I said, sorry, like, 
Okay, it's over. So for me, I did not, I wasn't the person that held on. I watched my mom kind of always throw stuff in my dad's face and hold his feet to the fire over the years. So I was like, I don't want to be that lady, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just chose to move on where my husband actually kind of took on my mom's personality and he always brought it up. And I was just like, buddy, we're in 2015 and you're still talking about 2004. What, what's going on? So it really had a toll. It took a huge toll on him to the point where I just thought it was no way. So the moment that I was speaking of, that was one of those moments when I realized he was just too broken. And I was like, we're going two different directions. So it was a part of me that felt guilty because I definitely believe I was the cause of his pain. But the other side, and when I said it to him out loud, of course, he took it completely offensively but when I told him I'm not responsible for you staying where you are and that hit him hard because he was kind of like but this is your fault and I'm like mm, yeah I get how you got there but you holding on to this for five six seven years that's your fault and just as I had to heal through your indiscretions and nobody could help me heal you're gonna have to figure this out so it was kind of drawing a line in this thing. It wasn't an ultimatum, uh, but it was just emotionally unhealthy, you know, because it wasn't constant. Let me be clear, because I definitely couldn't have tolerated that. Um, but it was just off and on. He would go like a year and be totally fine. And then something would trigger this thing. And it was like, we were back to where we were. And I was like, what are you doing? So that was just very unhealthy. And what I like to try to get across to people that are in relationships, that is called emotional abuse um, for somebody to, oh, I'm good, oh, I'm not, oh, I'm good, oh, I'm not. And when you're married to somebody, sometimes you can't help but to pick up that mood. So I can be walking around here whistling zippity doo dah, and I come in and he's folded up on the couch and I'm like, ah, ah, ah. and it's like, what's wrong with you? Ain't nothing. And I'm like, okay. And then the mood is like ruined. And that was a really emotionally abusive period to where I had to just draw a line in the sand and say, this is not okay. So either you need to go a step further and get like some serious trauma counseling, because that was traumatizing to him, apparently, uh, or grief counseling, whatever. But we can't make it like this. We can't survive like this. This is not good. This is not normal to be up and down. You know, it's it was kind of scary. It was literally emotionally unstable. So he agreed to do his part and therapy and all that. And he got better. I mean, he was like really in a great place. And then one at one therapist, she finally was like, you know what? I'm not going to even take, I, I can't do this. She was like, Jonathan, I'm going to be honest with you. This is spiritual. She was like, I can tell you all of these things, but this is spiritual for you. She was like, so you need to go back to, to God and forgive yourself and seek forgiveness. And you have to go that route. She was like, I mean, I can, I can keep y'all in here and do this all day, but I'm telling you for you, it's more spiritual. You know, so that was another realization he had to come to that 
he had to just do some serious work emotionally, spiritually. Um, and meanwhile, again, I'm just moving on. I'm covering him. I'm praying and doing all the things I could do. But my faith can only carry him so far. He has to believe for himself. So that was another, that was just a, a tough period, just going through that ride, that wave. And now he's better. He he is better. He he talks more about God. He prays. My, you can pray. You can pay my husband to pray out loud. Mm-hmm. He he prays out loud. We pray together at night. We miss it a lot in the morning, but we try to bring it back. But even sometimes when I have forgotten, he's actually called me on the phone. He's like, "Hey, you left out before we prayed." So mm-hmm. just to just man, I'm I'm telling you, I never saw it coming back to that to that place where he could finally forgive. So relationships are definitely work. Marriage is work. Um, My favorite piece of advice for people, especially they get married, your marriage does not even start until the day after that wedding. I don't care about all that stuff. Mm -hmm. The day you wake up, honeymoon over, it is time to really nurture that and grow it and protect it. And that's, that's what I try to preach. So it's relationships are tough. They are work until you get them the way that you want. But people say communication is everything. I believe comprehension is everything. And that's a, that's a huge difference because I can be communicating something to you, but if you're comprehending it different where I'm speaking English and you're speaking German and that's a bigger issue. So just really having that sit down. Um, oftentimes I would say something and I would ask my husband, what did you hear? Because our perceptions are different. And then he'll say something. And if he's dead on, I'm like, okay, cool. And then if he says something, I'm like, I didn't just say that. And then I clear it up. And a lot of times people don't want to go through those steps. But for me, it's important because the communication breakdown can be the cause of something much bigger. That, that is so true and it's you're right you can send the message but it has to be received and understood absolutely and responded to and if it's not then you're not even like you said you're just <laughs> making noise just making noise <laughs> and we don't need any of that <laughs> we don't need any of that no so um talk about um like accountability oh Accountability is just simply taking responsibility. Um, Most of my clients struggle right here in this area. When you get to that part, they're like, whoa, are you saying that that was my fault? Like they freak out on me. Mm -hmm. Um, Accountability is not about blaming. It is simply about being more aware and taking responsibility. So there are some things that that honestly you could not have possibly known what's going to happen. I'm talking about those things that you could have, um, what's the best way to say? You could have did something different. So you and your husband are in this huge fight. You decide, well, I'm just going to not talk to him for two days. I'm going to ignore him. But then you get a call that same two days later, he's Um, would it have killed you to go and apologize would it have killed you to come back and say you know what let's try this again when we're cooler um you know because tone and timing 
everything with men. You cannot go to no man with your finger up and your neck moving and <laughs> you need to listen <laughs> to <laughs> me. <laughs> <laughs> everything so accountability is just simple for you even in when me and my husband were in turmoil and maybe to apologize or and then he was just like oh if that was an apology that sucked even in that moment I didn't necessarily have to just you cannot control how they're going to accept or reject you just have to do your part and so that is really a big struggle because what people hear is you're saying this is my fault that is not what accountability is we're not black different and usually they're like well I guess no it's not a guess He or she was wrong, so you wanted them to come first. But what happens when you don't get that opportunity again? What happens if something happens to your spouse? All that shoulda, coulda, woulda won't do. Now I get it. It's like, God, if something should happen, even when he's getting on my nerves, I need him to know that I love him and to, you know, just be kind. So... have to respond the way that that person is responded to. Mm -hmm. You choose how you want to respond, regardless of what the other person is doing. Absolutely. Interesting. Even when they're not being kind, you still have a choice in how you respond. Because <laughs> right. I've definitely been in those predicaments. <laughs> so um, why don't you tell me a little bit about um, what you're offering people now, your coaching, your mail prep, you know, all the services that you do and how people can find you. Right now, I have been doing a special since July began. Like I said earlier, my anniversary was this month, July 13th. So I've been doing a 15% off on everything. Uh, so if you are ordering any coaching services on my website, which is angelsavoy.com, you put in the promo code anniversary and it will knock 15% off uh, in light of my 15 years married. We made it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and same with the food. So no matter what they're ordering, if it's 10 meals, 14 meals, if it's their month, 15% off off of everything. And people have been taking full advantage of that. And I'm, I'm excited for people that are taking their health journey who's taken, you know, just uh, that step to saying, you know what, I just want to be better and I need a coach. I need this uh, better for marriage because not all of my clients are married. A lot of them are single and wanting to be married and just want to prepare themselves. So 15% <clears throat> off on everything. Uh, the books are very much so still available. Um, I've been enclosing a free gift inside of 
the package of everybody that's still ordering the book. Uh, that is also available on my website. So I can't really remove 15% off that, but I can put a token of my appreciation in uh, as well. So uh, it's a, actually a scent I've been working on called Maverick because that's <laughs> what I am. Um, so it's a scent that I'm enclosing that I've been trying out, kind of citrusy, light. Uh, and again, Maverick in perfect angel style, because guess who doesn't wear perfume? She does it. Mm-hmm. So that's that Maverick in me again, just doing what I want to do. So uh, it actually smells incredible. If I if I wore that stuff, I would absolutely wear it. it, it it's perfect. It's perfect for day and night. I love how it kind of faints throughout the day. It, it's a perfect thing. So I am on social media. Uh, my Facebook page is The Real Angel M. Savoy. Um, the same thing on Instagram, uh, The Real Angel M. Savoy. And I also have a fit and flavorful page on um, Instagram as well and on Facebook. And flavorful is spelled with two L's. But all of my services are on angelsavoy.com, everything angel is is on any one of those platforms instagram is probably a little bit more beefed up you can see the articles that i've done um when i was interviewed by certain magazines and all that stuff usually all that stuff is on instagram uh i just recently hired a social media manager because i just could not i just could not do it anymore so he uh he takes care of a lot of that stuff and that's been a huge blessing to me i've just hired an assistant to help uh, with the meal prepping. So it's definitely expanding. I am a hundred percent grateful for connecting with people like you, like just people that are giving me a chance to, uh, speak out about what's going on. And, um, you know, just connecting with strangers, strangers have blessed me, you know, it's, it's, it's no snub to my people that went to school with me and work with me and went to church with me. But these strangers that God sends and just lines up, man, they have really blessed me and just introduced me to a new audience because um, what I'm doing is still going to be bigger than this. I literally see this being global. I just want to heal so many people. Uh, my prayer is that my husband comes in and we start doing stuff with couples and just showing people that you can absolutely, you know, just get your take your life back, take your joy back rewrite your story. Um, I'm sure my story looked like it was going to end a different way, um, but it didn't. So I'm, I'm thankful for forgiveness. I will always honor God and bless God's name for just forgiveness, for mercy. Um, I just, you, I couldn't do anything without it. So I'm, I'm honored to still be here and just doing what I'm doing and connecting with beautiful people like you and people that are just giving me a platform to continue to talk and spread my joy all over the place. So I, I, I honor you for allowing me to be with you tonight. Well, I love having you here. You have given so much. So thank you. Thank you. And, um, I have a personal question for you. What gives sure. you the most happiness and joy in your life? Man, <laughs> outside of traveling and food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just seeing somebody heal, you know, and it doesn't have to be any credit to me. Um, just somebody that I used to witness just being in a very sad place that really thought that they were alone or depressed and seeing them just have life again. It's just something amazing about just knowing that some that people can heal if they just trust the process 
uh, that just gives me joy outside of traveling. And cause that's what I love to do, man. I, I just came back from Cancun after a week. I did not want to come back to this place except to get my kids. Um, but traveling and just wild foods, just, uh, they just do something for me, but on a business level, just seeing that person lose that weight, just be happy and confident in their self again, or that relationship that thought that they were dead and on life support that just came back to life, or that person that at one point just really didn't even care about life anymore, that now they're smiling and you see them and they just got so much joy. It just, it just, it, it's a pleasure to be any, even a hundredth of a piece of that is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for being on the podcast tonight and for sharing and sharing your story and being so transparent. <laughs> yes, Rael. Thank you again for having me. I honor you for that. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. And just one last question before we get off. Yes. What to you makes the most incredible, amazing life? <sighs> freedom. Mm. Seriously, freedom and love. Love is everything. Love covers you read that, you know, when it say love covers a magnitude of things, it truly does. So love and freedom, just being free, knowing that nobody can hold anything over your head or just, just that freedom to just be you. You don't have to answer to anybody about anything. Nobody can make you feel bad about anything. Once, like you said, with the mirror exercise, once you say the worst thing, it's like, okay, that was it. Okay, it's over. That's it. So that freedom and just just love. And love does not always have to be relationship. I don't ever want the singles to feel left out. Love is just self-love. Loving yourself enough to just be free and aware of where you are emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially, mentally, whatever you need. Just Just that freedom. Just love. Love. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again soon. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.